I am heading out to a high school reunion here shortly for the weekend. I'm recording this a few days ahead of time. Uh, it'll be fun. It's I, I, I haven't missed one yet, at least when they've had one. And uh, uh, You know, you go up to people and you say, man, how'd you get so old? And then they say the same thing to you and, and you, you realize, well, I still feel young. I may look old, but it's all irrelevant, right? It's just part of the whole process. But it's fun to see people that you went to school with a long time ago. I'm not going to tell you how long ago. It's just, just a long time ago. Uh, hi, this is Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, and thanks for joining me for a September 17th edition of Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, I, I got to thinking about influence. Influence. How does someone influence you, and how do you influence other people? Now, I got to thinking about it because I, I posted something on the blog this week uh, called influential people that influence me, I guess. Just a list of, uh, I don't know, 20 or so, 15 or so. But that got me thinking. Uh, got me thinking, what what really is influence? Is it is it an idea? Is it a personality? Is it being a leader? Is it the attraction you have to an undefined set of characteristics, which might include personality, uh, charisma, influence they have over others, and so on. There's uh, really a lot to unpack there. Uh, if you look up the word, you get something like this, uh, the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, or the effect yourself. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you, you, would, you would hear the phrase, you know, that, that guy you're hanging out with, that, that friend of yours, he's a bad influence. He's, he's just a bad influence. You never really heard the words, he's a really good influence. You need to, well, maybe I did hear that. But not as much as the other. He's a bad influence. Uh, influences are good. Influences are, are bad. Uh, Dr. Kellen, uh, Karen Keller of the Keller Institute says, the first requirement for being an influential person is knowing yourself. That's probably a good thing. So how well do you know yourself? How, what's the phrase? How self-actualized are you? <laughs> how well do you know who you are? There is a difference between influencing someone to do something that they feel is good for them, something that they really do of their own accord after they've digested information and kind of got some good stuff from you or whoever, uh, and, and someone dictating an action to someone, Dic dictatorship versus influential uh, leadership. A lot of difference there. So the first thing I think you have to do, uh, have to look at when it comes to influence is what are you influencing people to do, to act, to, to do? You want them to have more uh, business success? Are you, are you influencing them to that? Are you influencing them, uh, influencing them to become a better person or a better leader? Are you influencing them to spend money with you as in a sales action and you're influencing them? Uh, are you trying to influence them to make their mark on the world by becoming a better influencer themselves? So a lot of uh, intangibles there, a lot of things to unpack. As I said, you could debate the issue for hours days, months, years about what influence is and how to be a good influence or a bad influence. Uh, you know, in my 20s, I remember coming across a statement or a recognition, hearing from some, some leader somewhere that said, you know, uh, the kind of person you are has a lot to do with the kind of person, uh, people that you hang out with. And I got to thinking about that. And, I, and, and what they really were saying is, if you're going to hang out with all those losers that you hang out with, you're going to end up being a loser. If you're going to hang out, though, with you want to be a winner, you're going to hang out with winning people. And I got to thinking, well, okay, but I like these guys. They're friends of mine. You know, <laughs> They aren't doing much with their lives, but I have a lot of fun with them. Uh, and slowly you'd recognize, well, maybe I should find people that are uh, you know, doing the kinds of things I want to do. So influence, uh, influence comes in a lot of different ways. I, I suspect that we're often influenced by someone without even 
realizing it. Uh, there's a lot of influences like uh, peer pressure, for instance, to own that uh, new iPhone or live in a different part of the town or, or drive a better car or, or whatever the case may be. Go to better restaurants to be seen. Uh, interesting. I just thought of um, one of the podcasts from Seth Godin. I've quoted him a lot along the way, but he said one of the things that really influences people is and, and moves people is status. That's what people make decisions on is what kind of status they get out of it. They'll give millions of dollars if they have it to to charities, for instance, because the status that goes along with that. Influence is a big deal and it's worth looking at how you are being influenced and how you influence other people. All right, enough of that. Uh, this week's trade show tip of the week comes from one of my books, the most recent one called uh, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. Uh, this is on Amazon as well as the earlier book from a few years back called Trade Show Success. They're all there. They're print on demand. They're not old copies. They just send you a brand new copy. <laughs> so uh, five things to teach your trade show staff before the show. I always think that the trade show staff is your front line. It's it's kind of the missing link between coming away from a trade show with an assortment of uh, really kind of crappy, grungy leads and coming away with a bunch of really, really good leads. And so what kind of things should you teach your staff? Well, uh, from the book, teach your staff which products and services will be highlighted at the show. If you have a larger booth, uh, note on a floor map uh, where the products or services will be handled or discussed with the visitors, along with who the subject matter experts on those particular uh, inquiries might be for those items. So Number two, teach your staff to quickly and efficiently qualify visitors, which means you're disqualifying them as well. If the visitor is not a prospect and you figure that out, uh, politely disengage from them so you can make time because there's not a lot of time at a trade show. Uh, make time for someone who is a prospect. Uh, teach your staff how to properly process a lead. If you have a lead form, have them practice filling it out before the show. If you're using a badge scanner, make sure they practice before the show starts, if there are uh, specific questions that needed to be asked, how to process that, how to make sure that the proper information gets back to who's actually going to follow that up. So make sure they know and understand that. Uh, make sure your staff knows the overall objectives, goals, and reasons for being at the show. I mean, shows are different. Audiences are different. You have different competitors and you are pushing different products and services at different shows, depending. Overall, it may be the same. You want to increase your business, but a show in and of itself may have a little different objective or a different goal than another show. So make sure the the staff knows what that goal is at that particular show. If they understand the 30,000-foot uh, view of why the company is at this show, they'll have a better grasp of why those goals are important and how their uh Participation really ties into that as well. And finally, number five, let your staff know how important they are to the success of the trade show. Uh, explain why they were chosen to represent the company, that they are the front line and they are the face of the company. Little things go a long way. Uh, small things like smiles and politeness are standard for many companies. But when you remind your staff how important those things really are and how noticeable it is if you forget them, uh, it's more likely they'll remember to wear a smile and be polite at all times. All right, that's the list of uh, five things to teach your trade show staff before the show. So what about, let's wrap it up with uh, this week's one good thing. Well, a week ago, I saw the Foo Fighters, and that was a, a damn good time, but I featured them on the show previously as one good thing, so I'm, I'm going to move on to something else. Uh, there is an app that I've been using. I, I was figuring out, what's my most used app? 
Well, it's a little thing called Scanner Pro, and it lets you scan documents quickly, upload them to the cloud, such as a Dropbox, which is what I have mine tied to, and then email them, do whatever, uh, store them, uh, make uh, make it really easy to you know put a document in the printer. M- much easier, I think, than putting a document in a printer and shutting the lid and then walking back and forth between your computer and all that stuff. Uh, the quality of the scan on this is really, really top-notch. I would recommend this. Uh, what's it called? Scanner Pro. As oh, There's a bunch of them out there, but this works really, really well for me. So that's my one good thing of the week, Scanner Pro. That's the show for this week. Hope you have a great week, and see you shortly.